We live in a world where 1.8 metres is almost always 1.6 metres, and the roommates are always better looking. We get it. Dating can be difficult. So for now, why not take it easy? Tinder. Swipe right. Are we official? It's a question that all of us have to ask at some point during our dating lives. It's probably the most awkward thing, I think, in the beginning of a relationship, apart from when you do the first fart. usually happens around the same time. And everyone does it differently. Some people become official after the first date. Some people go on a first date and then the first date never ends and they see each other every single day for the rest of their lives. For other people, it takes a little bit of time. And in this episode, we're going to hear from a few different people. We're going to hear from Dave, who is an ex-staffer at Pedestrian. The last time that I saw him in the office, he was a single guy, or maybe he had a girl that he was seeing. And then next minute, about seven months later, he had a baby. Wait, I don't know if that's... I think you have to be... Sorry. (laughs) It just happened very fast. I know gestation periods are longer than seven months, but you get the drift. I'm also going to be chatting to a few other office staffers about moments in their life that maybe changed the pace at which a relationship moved forward. I'm also going to have Michael Beveridge. You may remember him as the redhead from Big Brother, the first one that went in, a very entertaining bloke. He's going to tell us a disaster date story. It's a real spicy one. So, as always, keep listening. Welcome to the sixth episode of Waiting for a Date. Today in the uh, podcast studio, I have Maddie G. You might have remembered him from the um, astrology episode. That's right, yep. You had some feels about crystals. I did, yes. We can get to that. And Dom. (laughs) Hello, Hello. Dom. Hi. Another one of my office colleagues. You're not single, are you? No. You're, You're seeing a guy that you met online. Yes, via a dating app. Via dating app. And things going strong? They are. I think so, yeah. And Maddie, are you single and ready to mingle? I am, yes. So am I. Great. Two single gals. How's that for timing? Yeah, two single gals just chatting. <laughs> when should your new partner meet the parents, Maddie? I think that's one of... I wouldn't say the last things that would happen, but I would prioritise that after friends. Right. I think they need to go through the friends first before... The, the parents. So I think the parents are such a big deal that that should be saved until later on down the track. And I mean, it might just be me because, for example, and I don't know if this is just a wog thing, but with my massive family, every person that I've met via my cousins or my siblings has been who they've ended up with. There've never oh. been a few awkward ones that disappear you don't break afterwards. The tradition. Exactly. It's probably that. I really don't want to break that tradition and have a failure of a relationship. But yeah, true. So they haven't. You haven't met other partners of like your cousins that and stuff haven't that panned haven't out. out. They've all panned out. That's weird. Yeah, it, a lot it, of it's really odd, and that's why. Yeah, I don't want to break that um, trend. But then, surely you've got all the good food you can show off with. I know. Well, there's that. Well, see, it's impressive to the partner, but it's more so. And let's also bear in mind that I haven't come out to all of my family, as in like Shows they know, but we a don't just dis- conversation. Yes, it's that yeah. we don't discuss it. So obviously, I'm happy they to know. play like just the girlfriend for you and eat that delicious food. Well, yeah, yeah there's always same. that option. Yeah, all my friends. Um, I have taken a few girlfriends along for the mm-hmm. ride. But, um, but yeah, no, in terms of meeting the parents, I save that until the end. Until you know. Until you know, yes. And what about Dom from a non-WOG perspective? Do you think it changes? I. It was interesting that you said, I think, family, your parents come after friends. I mean, definitely. If someone, if 
I was meeting, if I was dating a guy and I got introduced to his parents before his friends, I would think he's one of those guys that is like too friendly with his parents and that's all, you know. The or doesn't have any to. mates. Exactly. So yeah, definitely after the friends. The friends are like the first, I guess, litmus test. Um, <laughs> I think I'm from Brisbane originally, so it would be actually really difficult for, for someone to meet my parents and that would involve actually going, you know, um, interstate together. So that's a Like trip. on The Bachelor. That's right, an away game. Yeah. Um, So that would be, you know, two big steps in one. But luckily for me, my boyfriend is from Brisbane, Ah. which I didn't intend, but that's the way it worked out. And he actually is working out of Brizzy at the moment. So he is meeting my parents soon. And it's only been like two months. Do you have the date locked in? Yeah, it's next Tuesday. Oh, my God. Is it a dinner? What is it? It's a dinner and it'll be really interesting. Um, My mum's a vegetarian trying to become a vegan. My dad isn't. Yes. Um, my mom doesn't cook, so we'll probably eat something really meaty and they'll have an awkward argument about it. But I'm just like, look, he's going to find out how crazy my family is someday, <laughs> so just may as well. Yeah. And I think in terms of timing, I think if you're introducing them to your parents earlier on, I think it almost means that your parents' opinion, would you really need to know what your parents think about them, whereas to me, I save it till the end where because although I care about my parents' opinion, it's not make or break for me. That's so true. They're not a fan. Mm. Okay. See, for me, if my mum or dad... I mean, I've had instances where I've brought boyfriends over and they haven't worked out, and I've asked dad afterwards, you know, years later, so what did you actually think of him? And he's like, oh, nah, dad. But he wasn't going to tell me that. Yeah, he spared me because if I end up with this guy, Mm. I don't want to know that dad thought he was a bit of a dickhead. Mm. But do you guys find, like, when you have introduced partners in the past to say just your parents that your parents act different like whenever like better versions of themselves no like it's really weird my dad does this thing whenever he meets a guy he becomes so much more blokey oh yes yeah. and I, it's so cringeworthy like I, my dad's a real bloke yeah but then he becomes real like macho oh yeah like uh you know <laughs> uh, you like this or you like cars do you have brothers no that's why is that why my dad's the same and i don't have brothers <gasps> and i think it's because they've got this they have this almost like freudian gap of that they never had a son and they were they think that they have this whole concept of the son they would have had yes. and they try and you know enforce that relationship because my, my dad would go up to any guy I know I didn't have to be dating them and just be like yeah you want to play a game of sport yeah. like, <laughs> just, just this weird and it's this typical idea of what a bloke you know what a man is it's actually really interesting yeah. Pete you are a Tinder big boy fan I certainly am I'm four years into relationship born with well without Tinder we would not exist. We would not have crossed paths. Right. And you moved pretty fast, right? Very fast. Yeah. So give us the run. So circumstances meant that we needed to move quick in order for things to pan out the way that they have. So yeah, I'll give some a little bit of context. So I was about four years ago living in a house with three other friends in Bondi, three British boys, and stumbled across my now girlfriend Nat on Tinder and she only had one photo on there and all she had was her Instagram handle. So I'm thinking, hmm, this is a bit, it's a bit strange. Why has she only got one photo? Why has she got not much bio? But I was reeled in. So obviously, obviously swiped right. Thinking that could be a catfish, could be not. But swiped right, didn't get a match. So two or three days passed and still no like, still no match. And I thought, oh, I actually remembered her Instagram handle. So I thought this was when direct messages on Instagram had just come in, I thought, I'm going to try my first ever 
sliding into the DMs. This was even before sliding was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sent her a message, got a response within maybe 15, 20 minutes. Started messaging on Instagram. Wait, how did you slide? What did you say? I slid in with a stupid photo of me. This is really cringe. Topless in the bathroom, pulling the weirdest face ever. I think we just had like a day at the beach or something. It was like, looking back at it now, super cringe, but hey-ho, it got me to yeah, where, fuck I, where yeah. I needed to be. Um, so yeah, we we texted for a while, met up after about two weeks. Um, the first time like I like I saw her, I was like, this. it just felt right. Like literally kissed her within like 10 seconds. Like we've been it's quite saucy texting and stuff like that. And we then spent the next four days, it was long weekend around this time, four years ago, we spent the next four days like inseparable. Went back to work on the Tuesday after a long weekend. And then the next sort of three to four weeks, we were like seeing each other every other day. She lived probably an hour and 10 minutes out of the city, out west. And yeah, within probably a month, I'd invited her to come on my traveling to South America. So this is a big deal because she's obviously working in a job. She'd maybe a year before her dad had bought her like this really nice BMW and she sold the BMW to come travel. To come on the trip. So from, from the first ever seeing each other on like Tinder to us being on a plane together in South America was about three months. What the hell? Were, there, were you pinching yourself the whole time? Yeah. Or did oh, it... It, was, it was so surreal. Like, it just felt right, but it was so surreal. And so we then did, like, f- four months in South America, a month in the States. Um, she came back to Oz. I went back to the UK. She moved over to the UK and lived <laughs> with me and my family for, like, six months. And then one day we were just sort of, like, hung over in England. And we were like, why don't we move back to Sydney? And, yeah, three years after that, we've got a house. We've got a doggy. And yeah, everything's all good. Everything's so, happy. Oh my lord, she's an Aussie. She is, yeah. Do you have plans to get married? We will eventually. You will eventually. We will eventually, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think definitely the future is together. And yeah, like without without Tinder, like literally, we would never have crossed paths. There would have been no reason for us to ever have crossed right. paths. Right. Yeah. And this is a really good example of why you should hook your Instagram up to Tinder. Because some people are a bit funny about it, but yeah. and I think people can go one if you've got Instagram linked to it, then people can just go in and check like is this person actually real? Yeah, in look case, at the tagged photos. Yeah, exactly. In this case, she was real. She wasn't a big scary catfish. <laughs> um, so yeah, it all worked out pretty nicely for me. We live in a world where pizza is the universal language of love, and there's an entire subculture of women out there who only want you for your beer. We get it. Dating can be ridiculous. So why not embrace it? Tinder. Swipe right. Hello, Dave. Hi. So you were a videographer. I used to work with you on a day-to-day basis. So I just assumed, you know, we're all the same age. We're all in the same life stage. Next minute you left and it felt like only a few months later you had a baby and you were married. And can you just run us through that whole story? So I met my now wife in New York on the 18th of January. We linked back up in Sydney on like the 12th of March. We decided to get married about a week from then. She moved back to the States. Well, she returned to the States from a holiday for seven weeks. She was back on the 15th of May. Uh, we went on our first overseas trip to the UK in July, late June, um, early July. We made a baby. <laughs> <laughs> we made a baby in late August. Right. And then we got married on the 13th of October. We moved into our first place 
on the 3rd of October before flying to New York to get married on the 13th of October. So, moved pretty quickly. Moved pretty quickly. And then we, uh, and then we had Josie late April. It's just crazy. Like, what, what did your parents think of how fast you were moving? I guess, okay, so for, from Frankie's point, from my in-laws' point of view, they couldn't really say much about it. They couldn't be very against it because they got married at 20 and 21. And my mum was, like, amazing about it. She was really good about it. Yeah? Yeah, she, she was just like, that's really cool. I'm so glad to hear that oh. you'd, think, you'd think there'd be all this, like, you know, stereotypical Asian parent stuff. <laughs> But she was super chill about it. Were there any times during this whole process that you were worried or like thought that you'd made not a mistake, but thinking, oh God, this is moving really fast and wigged out a little bit? I think the only the only seeds of doubt that were planted were like were from people who were, you know, obviously reasonably concerned. For a lot of my close friends, you know, they see me as a level headed, rational, like sane individual. Doesn't make too many stupid decisions like makes lots of stupid decisions but not in relate not in terms of relationships you know i hadn't really dated a whole you know a whole heap of people hadn't really done like long-term relationships yeah so i think it was it was the ease you know people say you you know and um and yeah you you really do right so yeah when you know you know Hello, Michael. You've got a disaster date. Yes, thank you for bringing me in on stories that I am most uh, an expert in, <laughs> ruining relationships. Okay, so do you want me to set the scene? Set the scene. It was last year, right? I was a single man. I was up in Brisbane, the land of milk and honey and racism. So it was maybe, let's say, 7.30 on the p.m. It was Halloween night. I remember it distinctly. Spooky. Sp- spooky hookups, the best <laughs> kind. And so I was swiping away. You know, yes, 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 will someone please match with me? And then, bam, it happens, get matched up. This absolute stunning little number. And I was, first I thought it was maybe like a scam or something, mm. but then we started talking. It was real. No way I could get those sort of memeomic references in. Right. So she lives out maybe 20K away, and she's like, I was like, hey, thinking about getting dinner tonight, would you be keen? She said, 100%. And I'm like, this is wild, saying yes. I don't get many yeses. And I said, okay, cool. And she's like, oh, it'll probably take me an hour and a half to get in from the train. Now, I was working at the time. I had some coin in my pocket. And I thought, little lady, I'm going to get you an Uber. And I will Uber you, mostly because everything shuts in Brisbane by like 8.30. So I just wanted to get some food. So I took her to this nice little place. I meet her in person, even more beautiful. Even more beautiful. So we go to this little bow place. We're eating. We're talking. We're doing that really casual, light thigh touch. Not leg, hand to thigh, but thigh to thigh. Just a little bit. Then you pull away. It's almost like you fly fishing, but for love. And so we're doing that. It's feeling good. She's laughing. Great meme references. Really self-deprecating. I love it. Absolute stunner. Has a nose ring. So I know she's into weird stuff. That's (laughs) that's an automatic. Uh, And then sort of we finish up food, and I sort of ask the question, like, hey, do you want to maybe... Go grab a drink or something? She's like, yeah, of course. Like, duh. And then she grabbed my hand. Hand touch. Okay. Whoa. Initiating. I like that. And then leads me out. We go to this bar. We're drinking. We're drinking. We're playing pool. I do the thing where she's like, I'm so bad at pool. And I get behind her, hands yes. on the waist, sort of help wow. her through. Like, so we're, we're getting places. We go to another bar. We sit next to each other. She does the leg over my leg. Get fucked. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yes. That's a real mood. Smooches are happening. <gasps> Smoochy. Smoochy. I can smell the brass of that nose ring. I know. <laughs> it smells it smells like success. It smells like naughty love success. 
So we're talking. We're we're even doing like the look at each other, light hand rubbing. Whoa! That's, yeah, that's like almost creepy, bro. Like I'm so down with that. Yeah, I get yeah. real intimate. I'm into emotional intimacy straight up. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, this is the best. I'm really into this girl. I'm in Brisbane for like a month. This is gonna be a great little summer love, yeah. a summer fling, fling of sorts. So I'm like, this is great. She's like, uh, the whole time we were thinking that we don't want to end up at RG's and anybody who knows about Brisbane knows that RG's slash Rick's is where everybody ends up. Okay. She said she had some friends at Rick's and she just didn't want to go there because she didn't want to see them. And I get that. She's on a date. You don't want to have to turn on real person when you're on date person. No. But everything's shut. We're like, guess we're going to go to Rick's. So we go to Rick's. We're sitting there. We walked hand in hand from the Brazilian place, which was a, like a weird bar, to Rick's. Hand in hand. I've known this girl for less than three hours. That's massive. It's wild. All right, so we get to Rick's. We're sitting there. We're, you know, canoodling. We're getting jugs of really cheap domestic lager out of glass, uh, plastic schooners because no one has glass beer bottles and uh, glass glasses in Brisbane anymore. And she messaged me and she, oh, she says to me, she goes, oh, my friends have seen me. i got to go over and say hello. And I'm like, it's all right, my queen. We've got a bond that cannot be broken. Good. You just go say good day to your friends. Spread I'm going to talk wings. to this weird dude wearing a Cowboys jersey. We're going to bond over Queensland stuff. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I wonder where she is. Oh, whatever. She's doing her thing, talking to her friends. I understand that. You've mm. got to converse with your friends. And when you're drunk, things stretch. True. And then all of a sudden, I get a tap on the back, and it's the bouncer. You know what he said to me? Closing up, mate. Everybody out. And I'm like, oh, no. My sir, my sweet, my sweet lady isn't here right now. I think she's in the bathroom. Let's just wait. He said, no problem. Just grab your stuff. Wait outside with everyone. Everyone was getting kicked out of the bar. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll wait around. No doubt she'll be back shortly. It's only been 20, 25 minutes. So these girls come up to me, and they sounding, I'm sorry, but they were like, oh, you're my big brother. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's cool. I'm drunk, and I'm on a good date, so I feel confident. And at that point, out of the corner of my eye, I saw her walking out of the bar yeah. with her friends. And I'm like, ah, boom, there she is. No big, like wearing a little white singlet, looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, actually, um, they're like, where is she? And I was like, <laughs> oh, that girl in the white singlet over there. And they're looking. And then I turn around to start talking to them again, and I'm talking, and one of them's faces just gets real weird. She's like, do you mean the girl in the white singlet? And I was like, yeah, yeah, the beautiful one with the nose ring and the eyes that look into my soul. They're like, the one with the brown hair? And I'm like, yeah. Do you like that one? And I turn around. She's like, the one making out with that guy? And I'm like... (gasps) You can literally pinpoint the moment that his heart breaks. (laughs) And I'm looking over, and she's just making out with this walking STD. Like, this dude is a... He's like... Textbook fuckboy. Yeah, shit. Like, supreme fake box shirt with the fade cut oh. with, like, a couple of anchor tattoos. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it was so grim. And I look back at them like, oh. <laughs> okay, can I put a side note in? Yeah. Before she left, she left her jacket and her handbag with me. In the handbag had her wallet, her phone, her keys, a bag of weed, like, mm. a, a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm sitting there holding this stuff, and I'm looking at these girls like, what do, what do I do? And they're like, we're going to go. And I'm like, that's a good move. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm sitting there psyching myself up, not looking at it because I don't want to see sadness incarnate. Mm-hmm. And I go, stuff it. I'm just going to go give her her stuff. And I turn. She's 100 meters down the road, holding hands with this dude, making out. Yeah, I've can't. got her stuff. Yeah. I'm messaging her, being like, what are you doing? Like, I've got your stuff. Like, yo, I'm real annoyed. And she messaged back saying, oh, the police arrested me for like being... Oh. And I'm like, I can see you. Like, <laughs> why are you lying to me? And then she's like, Ugh. And I'm like, stuff this. I went home to my hotel that I booked for our night of carnal lovemaking. Oh, Michael. 
I'm sorry. That's all right. I didn't want to have sex at my friend's place, which is fair. So true, I booked a true, hotel, which true. I think is respectful. I think so. Um, so I went back there, really just bombed. I'm like, whatever. Mm. Uh, like at 4 a.m., I get a phone call from her and she's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in my hotel crying. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> Cry winking. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, like, oh, I'm trying to, like, where are you? I want to meet you. I mean, I want to see you. And I'm like, no. I'm like, she's like, I don't know where I am. She was real drunk. She told me where she was. She was too drunk to know what was going on. I was like, I feel bad. I don't want to like her to die on the streets of Brisbane. So I got, I'm like, stay there. I'll go meet you. I'll pick you up. I run to where she is. Of course she's not there. I'm like, this is ridiculous. My phone was nearly dead, so I'd left it back at the hotel, so I couldn't call her. I had to run back to the hotel. I call her. I'm like, yo, where are you? And then I hear this dude in the background going, hang up. Just don't fucking hang up. You're with me now. What the hell? And she's banging some, like, and I'm just like, girl! Like, why? It was very frustrating. I can hear that, and everyone listening. Yeah, well, they should. They should hear the frustration. And are now deaf. But continue on with the story. No, well, look, so... That happened. I went to bed. I never heard from her again. And then two days later, her mum drove around to my friend's house to pick up her handbag and her jacket. Talk us through the interaction with the mum. There was none. I've never had a cold... Have you ever been to Cold Rock Ice Creamery? This is a Cold Rock Ice Mummery. She walked up. No mixes. No, no Snickers chopped up. No, just straight up vanilla. No sugar. Shit. Damn, straight up bag turn walk. Like she must have told her mum I was a bad person or died, yeah, like done yeah, something to her yeah, or something. Yeah. Anyway, we stole her weed uh, and <laughs> I shaved my beard into her bag. So <laughs> by beard, do you mean pube? Yes, I just yeah. had to say beard. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> like, so give us a rating out of five of the day. Of the day? Look, purely because I got to make out with someone who was so much hotter than me, I'm going to give it a one. Cool, okay. You, you know what I mean? But the absolute brutal waste of... Like, I spent maybe $500 that night. Fucking hell. Like, not that I'm owed anything, but like... And, and she's right and cool to bail. Yeah. But just stop telling me, lying to me. Yeah. Stop finessing me. Like, just say, yo, not keen. And I'm like, that's cool, girl. Just grab your bag. I, I was shocked the whole time you were there. <laughs> so, to me, you're just no like... No big a, surprise. Like, it was almost like a Perth relationship. Like, it took her three <laughs> hours to figure out what was going on. And then she's like, oh, nah, stuff this, I'm going home. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, terrible, terrible day. A Perth relationship disaster day. Yeah. Cost heaps of money to get there and it took three hours. We live in a world where there are plenty of catfish in the sea and ghosting went from supernatural to natural. We get it. Dating can be rough. So for now, why not take it easy? Tinder. Swipe right.